Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We've been predicting it for years. Is Fast and Furious going to space? <laughs> uh, there's a new Adam Sandler trailer to talk about and Wonder Woman delayed. Before we get to all of the exciting news, let's talk about just that. <laughs> Wonder Woman has been delayed again. Fifth time. Is it actually the fifth time? Yep. The fifth? Wow. Yeah. How many times did New Mutants get re- delayed? Because that's... <laughs> 27 yes, times? Okay, yeah, New Mutants has probably got it beat. But yeah, now this is the sixth release date. And now, Christmas Day in the US, or's here in Australia, Boxing Day. Right. Which, yeah, a big day for, for movie releases here. So, you know, it's a, it's a good date at least, but damn, come on. You know what I'm surprised by? I'm not really bothered, to be honest. I think you've, is it because you've gotten to a certain point where you're just like, what's another two months? I think so. And again, five, it's been, it's been rescheduled five <laughs> times. The first couple of times, I'm like, oh no, oh, I really want to watch it. But now, yeah. I guess in the more time passes, the more footage the show is. We now know what Cheetah looks like. And I don't know. I still really want to see it, don't get me wrong. But I'm okay waiting. That's fine. Yeah, if I have to wait enough. longer than Boxing Day, I'll hit the roof. Oh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, probably, okay. you'll probably have more free time in December anyway, so it's all good. Um, look, Universal Pictures is no longer releasing uh, Nia DaCosta's spiritual Candyman sequel on October 16th, 2020. The film will now be released sometime in 2021. Uh, there's no n- new specific date. Um, my predictions, though, is probably June again. It was originally June 2020. So That's right. They probably, you know, they'll probably be like, wow, let's just get that month that we wanted originally, that time of year, you know. Generally looking forward to watching this one. And I remember at the time where Universal were moving all their movies to next year, Candyman was the one that looked to be staying until yeah. now, of course, because it's moving. I think they've, I think they've probably just, all the studios are looking at, you know, like what tenants, tenants pulling in. And I guess they're just like, well, it's not amazing. So let's, uh, we, we need to, we can't follow suit, but I don't know. I, you know, the movie itself might've been the cause possibly, you know, bringing up tenant. That's a really good point for wonder woman because the both yeah, oh, wonder yes, brothers yeah. and if i was them i'd want to move it too and maybe well, yeah, yeah. and it still has legs um and i guess the longer it's in cinemas the more money it can sort of bring in i suppose so for so wonder why, brothers, why competition yeah, yeah. Well, why compete with yourself yeah it's silly it's silly but then you know something like another studio universal surely they'd be like well let's let's just get something out let's, let's put something but Universal have been, they've had a different game plan with their releases during all of this. But Universal have still got things coming out. But before we get to that, well, first off, let's let's move to trailer talk. We will get to Universal. But first, Adam Sandler has a new movie coming out. Netflix, original (laughs) film, Hubby Halloween. In this movie, Sandler wants to save his local town, 
this looks to me like little Nicky, and I'm there for it. It does have those little Nicky vibes. I mean, down to Sandler doing, you know, a funny voice for what seems to be the whole movie. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what's the premise here? So Hubi is a, I guess he's just a town sort of like neighborhood watch sort of <laughs> pioneer. Um, he wants to keep things safe and there's something something amiss during the Halloween season. Things are going down and he's trying to obviously make sure that you know, it's all it's all sorted. It looks it looks okay, but I, I just find myself, you know, watching these these Adam Sandler trailers and just being like, man, I hope this one is really really good. Like it's the pessimist in me, but also the optimist. You know, there's a bit of both sides. Just being like, well, I hope it's good, but it might be bad. Look at the last one he okay. did, Murder Mystery. Good movie. And we enjoyed. We both yeah. enjoyed. So good movie. This one to me looks good as well. Like it's. It's a lot of what I like about Sandler in his movies. Uh, the tone is bringing Julie Bowen back from Happy Gilmore. Mini Amazing. There. <laughs> We've got Kevin James as a cop. Rob Schneider is in the movie. I don't think he was in the trailer. But it's him in his names again. It of looks, course. It looks fun. I mean, the last time he did the silly voice was Sandy Wexler, and that wasn't necessarily a favourite of mine. But in this, though, it's, I don't know, it just, it looks, it looks fun. When it was first announced that he was doing a, a Halloween-themed PG comedy, I was thinking it was going to go really tame, where at least we, some of the scares we get in this trailer, it's, it's like Goosebumps-level scares, so they're not looking to scare adults, but I guess for a younger audience, there's some legit jump moments. So I'm surprised yeah. and happy about that. I guess like with his recent comedies, uh, like, like you know, all, the, all these Netflix films, like they've all pretty much been adult orientated to an extent. Like they're for an older audience, or like I guess a more mature or immature audience, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> um, and I guess when he has gone like, you know, tapped into like the goofy side of, you know, his comedy, we got like ridiculous six, you know, the other ones have been other sorts of genres and stuff like that. And they haven't really been that real silly kind of comedy, yeah. but this seems to be goofy, but not to the silliness extent that um, ridiculous six was. So I'm hoping this is that right level. And I, yeah, I kind of, I'm okay with that sort of younger audience target. I think it suits it suits um, Sandler and his mates. <laughs> It'll, be know, It'll be good. Before Netflix, cast your mind back. He went even younger with a G-rated movie. Remember Bedtime Stories? Bedtime Stories. Movie? Yes. So he's got even younger with, with that But movie. that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't like, again, that wasn't like goofy. I mean, that was pretty heartfelt and all that kind yeah, of stuff. goofy elements. He was riding a red horse at one point. But anyway, okay. what he's talking about. <laughs> Bedtime Stories. Okay, so the other trailer I want to talk about, the Universal movie, Freaky. I had no idea this was even a thing until the trailer dropped the other day. And it looks... Yeah, one of those ones that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it looks bonkers. Vince Vaughn swaps bodies with a teenage schoolgirl. The new horror film is from the director of Happy Death Day. A very fun film. And this looks fun too. I mean, the it, the whole tone 
screams happy death day you know that that horror comedy kind of thing um of course this is a this is a horror spin on the freaky friday concept hence the name oh, oh right i went to, oh you didn't um, no i was thinking more rob schneider in hot chick but okay freaky friday that well i mean well i mean i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, we, if you want to call Catherine newton a hot <laughs> chick we can, but, you know, it starts to get questionable at our age. I mean, Freaky Friday <laughs> typically is a kid and a parent. Yeah. The I mean, I said a spin. a young girl and an adult. Yeah. And not a very nice adult as well. Hey, I've clearly but, still got Happy Madison on the brain. <laughs> but Vince Vaughn is doing, I mean, he's doing something cool here. I like, I like what he's, what he's presenting to us, you know, like. He's some schmuck. He's some like criminal. He's like a criminal, isn't he? Like a murderer or something. Listen, he's not just a criminal. Like when he, when she first wakes up in his body, and there's bones all over the place. He's a serial killer. He's Holy a shit. really yeah, like a... bad man. So he's not like right. he's not a thief or like or a bank robber. <laughs> he's a real bad guy. And yeah. Vince Vaughn is someone that we know that he's got the range. He can play both parts. He's going to be the teenage girl, but he's also going to be this menacing killer. They, again, came out of nowhere, this movie, and it looks great. Yeah, definitely. So, look, hopefully Universal are, are like, okay, you can have this one in, in theatres instead of Candyman, and I'll, I'll be like, fair trade, fair trade. And we should mention, well, as well, uh, no, Candyman's not Blumhouse, but this one is Blumhouse. Just like right, Happy yeah. Death Day. So I'm confident sure. that this will keep its release date. And what is the release date? Do we soon? No? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate sure the question. In all of marketing, no one's even putting release dates on marketing <laughs> anymore. It's just coming it's... eventually. I'm saying October. That's my educator guess. All right. So potentially next month. Okay, cool, cool. I like these quick turnaround ones. Well, that's it for trailer talk. And now on to movie news. We've kind of said it already, but what is the first story? <laughs> well, um, I mean, either Fast and Furious 9 is um, actually going into space or Michelle Rodriguez is a really good liar because, um, you know, she's come out and said that that's the next stage. That's, that's where they're going. And we've been saying that for years. That they'd be heading to space. I mean, where else is there to go? I mean, it's just a case of who gets there first, them or Tom Cruise. It sounds <laughs> like they're both like they're both going. I imagine Fast and Furious that they wouldn't actually go to space. Like the movie could be set of in space. They would. Tom Cruise they would would, <laughs> would actually go to space. Though. Listen, That's... they would drive to space. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what would happen. Where this story came from. It was maybe weeks, months. I've lost track of time. It was Ludicrous <laughs> that was talking about Fast 9. And he made reference to space. And it kind of got left. And it got brought up recently in an interview with Rodriguez. And she was acting all sheepish. And maybe she was just playing to the interviewer. And like, there's nothing really to it. But who knows? This is a franchise that I know you've not watched. Well, you've seen Hobbs and Shaw. I know that much. But the <laughs> yeah. other ones. When, 
even watching Hobbs and Shaw, just finding out that these characters are going to go to space, not for one moment do you think, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. So who knows? (laughs) Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but for the moment, it's a fun idea. A secret Borat sequel has reportedly already been filmed. And not only that, filmed and screened for audiences. Wow. So people have watched it. It's apparently a thing. Okay. Which I, I'm I hated. surprised I, about. I hated Borat. Okay, this <laughs> like story's so not for much. you then. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just talk to the audience. Okay, so we were said to be getting a sequel to Borat, a, a film that I really enjoyed. I'm surprised that he's been able to go out as the character, not immediately be recognised, but maybe there's been enough years between that and this. All right, we've got um, some news about He's All That. Um, TikTok star Addison Ray has been cast in the upcoming remake of the 1999 teen comedy She's All That. Um, so this, of course, the gender-swapped reboot titled He's All That has been in works for years and recently started to gain traction again. Uh, Mark Walters, the filmmaker behind Mean Girls and Freaky Friday is set to direct a non-horror Freaky Friday, of course. Um, yeah. So are you familiar with uh, this TikTok star, Addison Ray? Of course not. But I'm familiar oh, with <laughs> She's All That. Yeah. Rachel Lee, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. Good movie. Yeah, good, good movie. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. So they're going to... Yeah, okay. Gender swap and do a... Reboot. I mean, the last time they did that and played with the title in a similar way was What Men Want. Remember right. that a couple of years ago? The remake yeah. of What Women Want? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, they've literally dropped a letter from the title. <laughs> yeah, but don't think of it like that. That's... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, it's though. I mean, the first one was about a she, this one's about a he. So there we go. Yeah. New movie. He's all Wine. that. <laughs> So he's going to be. It's a new movie. <laughs> it's a movie about an ugly guy that takes off his glasses, lets down his hair, and Whoa. all of a sudden, everyone finds him attractive. Well, the girl in She's All That was not ugly before. Of the course not. Of course not. Oh my I'm god! I'm assuming they're going down that lane of casting, and they're going to do something right. very similar. <laughs> yeah, but they'll probably. I mean, they obviously haven't cast the, the guy yet. I imagine, but I mean, the guy that they cast is already going to be like some drop dead gorgeous specimen. Of course. And, then yeah, and he's just going to have gonna... messy hair and glasses. <laughs> and glasses. The glasses are crucial. Glasses. If I could, tidy my hair. Maybe you could play the part. Yeah. Breaking news I've been cast as the guy. You heard it here first. <laughs> We've got some more Scream 5 casting news. I feel as though every episode we've added somebody else to the cast. Now we can officially add Neve Campbell. She will be back reprising her role as Sydney Prescott. She joins Courtney Cox, David Arquette, uh, newcomer Jack Quaid, and I'm guessing more. More people will be added. <laughs> so every, every, every episode we, we add a new cast member, but essentially it's just besides Jack Quaid, it's someone returning. Matthew Lillard is still openly campaigning on Twitter for Stu to return. 
<laughs> Again, spoilers it's for difficult. Scream. It's he dead. <laughs> you know. But you know what? Oh. If they manage, maybe it's a it's a flashback, a dream sequence. I take it. I still, I, I mean, I think I say this every single you time do. that we talk about Scream. I just don't know. Time. I don't know what the the meta spin on this film will be. I don't get it because they've done already done the reboot one. So mm. That tells know. me. I reckon that tells me they've already sold you a ticket because you need to see this film to find out. Question. You know what? Nah, they're gonna they're gonna cinematic universe this one. <laughs> Maybe on it. multiverse, and that's how Lillard comes back. He plays an what? alternate stew. Who knows? What? Well, anyway, <laughs> that's it for movie news. <gasps> and... <laughs> it's a, it's a shared universe with the Scooby Doo movies. Oh yes, Matthew Lillard's back as Shaggy to solve the mystery. Who is Ghostface? It was Mr. Rogers the whole time. Holy shit. We need to do TV news. We're here. (laughs) TV news. What you got? Superman and Lois showrunner Todd Helbing confirmed Tyler Holtzland's Clark Kent will wear a new super suit when he returns for the upcoming CW series. This is cool because I'm not a fan of that Superman suit, to be honest. Not many people are, to be honest. <laughs> are you predicting it's, a more traditional route? That's, with the... Yeah, that's the hope. And just like I've done in the comics, give him the red trunks. Yeah. Just do it. Just bring back the red trunks. I mean, I'm excited for this show in general. And Tyler Hecklin did such a good job as Superman. So it's good to hear they're going to redo his suit. Would it need to be in line with what Supergirl's doing? Because she got a she got a suit update, didn't she? She did, but I don't think it needs to. And that, I guess, was more in line with his super suit, uh, but was still different enough. Like the thing that I dislike more so about his current costume is that gold plating that he has on his chest where the cape attaches. I hate I that mean, part. And I think she's got something similar as well. But when they first designed his suit, it was a guest star on a TV show. It was a guest star on a crossover. So I guess he, it was always going to be a factor that if he got picked up for his own show, they were going to redo the suit. Because the one that he has, it wouldn't have been designed long-term anyway. Like wear and tear. So maybe now the thought will... We need to make some more suits anyway. Why don't we do yeah. a redesign? Yeah. And I mean, all the other characters are getting new suits and boots and stuff like that. So there's your segue. Take it away. <laughs> well, I was going to say, keeping it superhero fashion, <laughs> the Flash will eventually get gold boots, promises executive producer Eric Wallace. He said they must be earned. So there you go. So does he not have gold boots now, or are they... His costume now is the closest they've ever come for a comic-accurate costume, and it is almost perfect, but he has red boots. Right. Yeah, so close. 
I'm like Close in my mind, I can I can visualize his whole suit and all the changes that they've had. Just yeah, just his boots are like always just missing from my head, so I don't know. So so gold boots, okay, cool. This is my thing with the gold boots. The idea is ridiculous. But would he <laughs> would he have ridiculous. a gold belt as well? And what about like he would do? Yeah. So again, does he have gold I... like glove things? <laughs> No, they're red, but he's got... Okay, so what I was going to say is the idea of the gold boots are ridiculous, but I love them, and they're fantastic, and they really do complete the costume. But if you're looking in the comic, it wears red and yellow. That's the design. But for the look of a live-action costume, it's red and gold, because yellow wouldn't... It just looks silly. It looks cheap. So it's like gold plating. So he's got... So he's all in red. That's where he gets the name, the Scarlet Speedster. But he's got like gold lightning bolts around his wrists and then around where the top of his boots would be in his in his like a belt around his waist. Yeah, so they've already incorporated the gold colour scheme. They have. So the, but I guess there's a difference between like a gold belt and gold boots. Like if you were to wear <laughs> a gold belt, I'd be like, oh wow, look at you. If you were to wear gold boots, you'd be like, holy shit, look at you. <laughs> Yeah, you've got those. I'm happy for the addition. I'm surprised that we've got so much content out of the Flash getting gold boots. Go us. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is, but, it, but, let's... but you know what? This they're so close. Just well, let's see. Let's see what Alfred Pennyworth's uh, wardrobe is up to. Um, in Pennyworth season two, um, we'll get the introduction of iconic Batman character. Lucius Fox. Uh, plus also, just on that, uh, Martha Wayne will be pregnant. So she'll be getting some maternity wear, I'm guessing. Which, <laughs> Yeah, so season one, Martha Kane, which is her maiden name. So I'm not quite sure if... She, I think she's probably... I don't know. Like if This, this is, might just be referring to her as Martha Wayne because that's how we know her, I guess. But... The Martha character will be pregnant with the impending it's an interesting, Bruce. <laughs> it's an interesting way of season two of Pennyworth to introduce Batman as, a, as an embryo. I mean, it, it's talk about Batman origins. That's how far back are we going to go? Like, do we get to see the consummation? We, Maybe. <laughs> the conception, the conception, I should say. <laughs> So that's interesting. Potentially, well, not potentially, we will get baby Bruce Wayne in the show. <laughs> but Lucius Fox, that's cool. You know, Lucius was played by Morgan Freeman in the Nolan movies. And outside of that appearance, we've not seen him in live action before. So this will be the second time, which is pretty cool. We've got his son, Luke Fox, on Batwoman, which is, of course, is in no, he's not connected at all to this show. That's pretty cool. Lucius Fox. We've seen Gotham, yeah? Oh, damn it. This is the third (laughs) time we've had Lucius Fox. Oh, well done. Yeah, I completely forgot about Gotham. Completely. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway. (laughs) Doom Patrol has officially been renewed for season three by HBO Max. It is now a HBO Max original show, which started with season two. And it does make me worried for DC Universe because shows are moving. Stargirl moved to the CW. And I think the only shows that DC Universe has left 
Young Justice and Harley Quinn. And I thought DC Fandom, there was going to be some sort of announcement around a Harley Quinn season three. Nothing. But we did hear something about Young Justice. Well, thank you. Um, the Young Justice animated series, uh, well, they revealed its new title and logo for the upcoming fourth season. Young Justice Phantoms. Ooh, cool. Spooky. I, like we can't sh- I mean, we can't show you the logo. Maybe on our, on our episode artwork. Is that where you're planning to put that? I mean, I will now. <laughs> I, will, I will put it there. Just it's so the as a reference. Imagine the Young Justice logo, only the text is in green, and underneath it says Phantoms. It's cover bases, yes, I'll include it in the podcast artwork. There you go. Unless it looks pretty average, then don't put it up. If it's just literally... I mean, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> if it's been an off-air conversation, maybe not. You could put it... Just post it to Instagram. We've got an Instagram page, Twitter, whatever. Do what you want. Like, just put it there. It doesn't sound that exciting. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that's DC. <laughs> Moving on to Marvel. A Silk live-action series is in the works at Sony Pictures Television. The Spider-Man spin-off series will be produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller and written by Lauren Moon. Yeah, okay. Small screen, eh? Hey? Spider character that isn't Spider-Man but the fact that Lord and Miller are attached, automatically, I'm like, okay, then. You have my attention. Like, if, if you were saying, like, this was animated, I mean, it would be ticking boxes, and I'd be like, cool, very exciting, and it would make more sense. But the fact that, you know, live action, it's just like, how? Like, it just sounds expensive. The last, I believe, the last live action thing that they did they got fired from. <laughs> a Star Wars oh, no. story. <laughs> okay, that's... Hey, okay. I still have hope. <laughs> a new hope. Um, cut that joke. That was really bad. <laughs> Staying in. No! <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll just move on swiftly. The Mandalorian will officially return for season two on the 30th of October on Disney+. Plus. So Disney, what the news here is that Disney Plus has new content, I reckon, because holy shit. <laughs> it has been having new content, but not very good content, you know. As recent oh, it's as today, cheaply made. Cheaply as made recent content. as today, I sat down with my eight-year-old and three-year-old and thought, you know what, let's watch Muppets now. We got a couple of minutes into it, and I'm like, girls, are you liking this? Because I really wasn't, and they weren't either. Turned it off. I gave it five minutes oh i think i gave it maybe and i was like terrible what the hell was that (laughs) honestly i'd be i'd purposely i had it in the back of my mind think oh i'll save this for the girls and we could sit down and watch it together and not good but the mandalorian let's get back to the story (laughs) very excited 30th of october i absolutely loved that first season i really did it was such a good show and I'm looking forward to more of it. And it's just over a month away. Yeah, I mean, we knew that we were getting a, you know, we were getting a pretty quick turnaround for this second season. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, it's, it is kind of weird that we're getting the second season of 
this one original, you know, this one original show on Disney Plus, yet we haven't had any other TV shows launch. It's pretty bizarre. It was a short season, though. No, yeah, that's... It was a short season. I think you put both seasons of Mandalorian together and it would play kind of like a, a longer version of a standard Netflix series. Yeah. But still, I'm I'm happy that they're they're bringing it back and they're bringing it back as soon as they are because we got that first season when Disney Plus first launched in November, so it's almost a year. So that's pretty much that's pretty standard, really. A year between seasons. John Delancey will return as Q to wreak a bit of havoc on the unsuspecting Star Trek Lower Decks crew. Do you know okay, the character Q? No, no idea. But okay. I'm assuming he's a exciting. he's a really powerful being, alien that appears in many of the Star Trek series. First appeared with the Next Gen crew, uh, but he's essentially got powers that could resemble magic. But it's all based around science, and he's like a higher right. being or something. It's been a while since I've seen him on the show, uh, but he's reprising the role this time in animated form. For Lower Decks, a show right. that continues to go from strength to strength. Because although we are following these characters that work on the lower decks of a starship, so they're not captains or commanders, but it's very evident that this show takes place in the Star Trek continuity and make references to characters and events. And now Q okay, that's, is coming to cool. the show. It's, it's, it's so much fun. How many episodes in are we? I believe six. Six episodes. Oh, cool. Thereabouts. And each episode, maybe 20, 22 minutes. It is a lot of fun. And playing one of the main characters is Jack Quaid. We mentioned him earlier when talking about Scream 5. And of course, he's currently playing Huey in The Boys Season 2. So yeah. This kid, he's, he's doing stuff. Eh? He's getting around. But it was only the other day that I found out that he was the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. I had no idea. Yeah, and oh, I didn't even know Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan were ever a thing, Athena. Are they, they still doing... a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I've not looked into it, but they, they got together. I mean, they had a kid together. For <laughs> Inner Space, that movie that right. with Martin Short back in yeah. 86, 87, thereabouts. But at least they're on good terms. And again, at least they have at least one kid together. I don't know if they have more. Anyway, not important. Yeah, that's the, well, um, it's important. That's the Star Trek Lower Deck story. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of goss thrown in there as well. All speculation, of course. Um, a RoboCop prequel series is in the early stages of development, but, but it won't feature RoboCop. Reminded me of earlier when you mentioned Gotham, that show I forgot about. <laughs> so it's Robocop without Robocop. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine so this, this show will be about I get I can't remember the company's name that bloody they developed the Robocop uh whole thing. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess I guess there's I mean that that's yeah. That's the show. Summed yeah, it up the, the, perfectly. Uh, yeah, there must be something interesting there, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Jack Reacher is coming to TV. Alan Richson, known for his work as Hawk on Titans, 
will play Jack Reacher in the upcoming Amazon TV series. Right, okay. Of course, we've got two Jack Reacher movies starring Tom Cruise. In the novels, he is a mountain of a man. Mm, giant Tom hands. Cruise like, yeah. He's not. Small but hands. I did like <laughs> small hands, <laughs> baby hands. But I did, I did like, I did, I liked the Jack Reacher movies more so the first one. Uh, but at least they've gone for an actor that does have the size and build of the character from the books. And I've only really seen him first as Aquaman in Smallville and then Hawking Titans. But I know he's another stuff as well. Oh, he's a turtle in Michael Bay's movies. But okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he's Michelangelo, one of them. But he's... One of the Ninja the Turtles, right? <laughs> Ninja Turtles, yeah. He's got the... Well, no, turtle. just a random turtle. No, one of the new sales. I mean, Amazon, they've had success with Jack Ryan. And I guess on the back of that, they've looked at Jack Reacher and thought, you know, we can do something with this character. And yeah, I think mm. it's decent casting. I mean, just get all the Jacks. Just as many Jacks as they can get. If there's a novel out there with a Jack, what do you mean? Could we be looking at a reboot? I was going to say a reboot of 24. Well, they tried that, didn't they? Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> but the show would be called... Jack Bauer. Oh, that's a first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. On to something. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead has been renewed for a 24-episode 11th and final season ending in 2022. But don't be too disappointed or excited, depending on how you're feeling, um, because AMC have also greenlit a spin-off series focused on Daryl and Carol premiering in 2023 <laughs> now if you if you are up to date with um the walking dead as of late i mean daryl and carol are essentially your main characters anyway so a spin-off with with focusing on them it's like okay so it's uh season 12 i mean i don't know i'm still watching i'm still watching uh the walking dead well um, as I'm you know big fan. i I stopped a long time ago. But as well yeah. as this spin-off, we're still getting the... I'm blanking on the character's name, Rick Grimes. He's getting a trilogy like of the, movies yeah. that are apparently going to tie into the other spin-off. Was it World's End or World's Beyond? or World's Beyond, yeah. There's also Fear the Walking Dead, which is still happening, I guess. I haven't heard of an end date for that. Um, but I, on top of this as well, I mean... Season 10 was one episode off. I mean, they didn't air the finale. COVID, all that kind of stuff. They had, well, they weren't able to finish it. So we're still getting that, I think, in October. And then there's going to be like a bonus six episodes added to the 10th season, which are airing next year. So we're getting an extended season 10. And then we're getting this double length oh season God. 11. So basically... So we're essentially... the. The news. We've got like at least two more seasons. The like, news is that The Walking Dead isn't ending. That's the news. It won't die. If, <laughs> if they don't call the spin-off, Daryl and Carol made a mistake. Well, I figured they could combine their names, but then it would either just be Daryl or Carol. I'm thinking more of Mindy, Dharma and Greg, that kind of thing. <laughs> Daryl and Carol, Wonder Vision, and I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't think of it until you said it. Just hearing you say it, Daryl and Carol. There we go. 
Mm. They've always had a walking dead. That's yeah. (laughs) It won't die, man. It won't die. And that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. What do you have? Um, I'm going to that new streaming service that I've signed up for, and I swear to God, we're not sponsored by them. Although, if they want to hit us up, Um, binge the 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 streamer binge available in Australia here. Um, There's a documentary that I came across. Um, It is actually from 2017, which aired on CNN. It's called The 90s. It's a documentary miniseries all about the 90s. Um, A lot of it, I mean, the second half of the series goes into like political stuff, things like the internet, all those other wacky stuff that was going on. But the first three episodes, well, the first two anyway, were all about TV television in the 90s the third episode's about music and stuff but it's those first two episodes that i was like this is cool they basically break down big influential tv shows um and i guess television movements and i guess how network television kind of changed over that decade the influence of cable television the way the media sort of changed and all that yeah it's very interesting stuff if anything just watch those first two episodes um, but yeah, the nineties documentary, whether you find it online or another streamer, wherever you are in the world, if it exists somewhere, Google, how you find it, maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. Am I going to need to get binge so I can follow up on your, I, I, I like it. I like <laughs> binge. It's the, it's the alternative to Foxtel. And that's always a good thing. Okay. My <laughs> <laughs> recommend uh batman three jokers are you familiar with this at all see it's not a movie a tv series but it is a three-part comic book i think i've heard of this one and probably from your personal social media (laughs) if you've posted something about it no i don't think i have i've I've been saying it must have been something else it's been talked about for a while now it's written by jeff johns Artwork by Jason Fabok, uh, coloured by Brad Anderson. But essentially, what... Okay, so years ago when it was first announced, it was going to be something slightly different, and I believe set within current continuity, whereas now it's under the Black Label imprint. And that's usually um, more mature content. Ooh, the gritty. They can do things here and not worry of consequence because they're telling a three-part story. So 30 years after The Killing Joke changed comics forever, the three Jokers re-examines the myth of who or what is the Joker. What it's presenting is that Joker isn't one person. He's multiple people, three people. And the way that the character is drawn is to represent the decade that we know that particular version of the character from. So we know decades of comics that characters are often um, that they'll reinvent them, they'll change them slightly. So over the years, it's been a killer, it's been more of a clown, whereas this is presenting that maybe it wasn't just one Joker. Okay. And it's fun. Like it is, it's a fun read. And what they've done is like for Bach on art, he's, not mimic, but he's, like, he's influenced by how the artists of that time drew that particular version of the Joker, and that's what he's presenting. So it's like you're watching, 
Or it's like you're looking at art from multiple artists in this one book, but it's all one guy. But it's a fun read. Like recently on the podcast, I recommended uh, Firepower, which is the Robert Kirkman, Chris Somney series. And I guess the why I'm recommending them is because the comics that I'm really enjoying at the moment, and due to COVID, like comics did slow down for a while, and maybe that's why I lost interest a little bit. But these are the comics that are getting me back on board. So they've only released the first issue so far. So Batman, Three Jokers, book one is the only one out so far. But check it out. It's a good read. Okay. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. And our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstreetpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of The New Mutants. Sounds like comics of a new episode looking at The Green Hornet. And Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to revisit Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) They say it with more enthusiasm. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.